Welcome to the Rebel Jiu-Jitsu Podcast. It's me, your host, Professor Daniel. I used to be Coach Daniel. Last episode of this show, my name was Coach Daniel, but now my name is Professor Daniel. I got my black belt from my coaches, world champions, Professor Gustavo Fonseca and Professor Alexis Fonseca. I got my black belt from them, not last Saturday, but the Saturday before. Busy week of jiu-jitsu. After training for 10 years, I finally received my black belt degree, graduated. Super awesome day. My coaches came to visit my school. It was the two-year anniversary of Rebel Jiu-Jitsu. So right now, I'm just driving home from 6 a.m., That's why I'm drinking from my water bottle. I'm driving in my car home. Again, guys, I'm so busy. I'm sorry I haven't had an episode in a while, but I'm so busy. I only have time to record on my way uh, from one work to another work, from jujitsu work to my home life where I'm a dad, the hardest job in the world. (laughs) So driving home now at 7.23, I just taught 6 a.m. and I just had the craziest jiu-jitsu week of my life. I got my black belt on Sunday, so sorry, I think I said Saturday. I meant to say Sunday, not this yesterday Sunday, last Sunday, June 5th, I think, June 4th or 5th. It's been a blur because the next day after that, I taught jiu-jitsu all-star summer camp, so jiu-jitsu summer camp at Rebel Jiu-Jitsu. So I did a camp, it was 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. Every day, Monday through Friday, with all these kids that were about to do uh, this tournament, Jiu-Jitsu Battle. So we all trained, they trained four hours in the morning and then they trained, most of them trained afternoon as well. Uh, So all of them were training somewhere between four and like six, seven hours a day. And they all did really good at the tournament. Okay, I can't guarantee people are gonna win, but I can do everything I can as a coach to help them get ready. Everything I could do as a professor to help them get ready. <clears throat> and I think I did that. Um, last year we did pizza party on Friday of summer camp, but this year I cooked them a healthy meal. Uh, by I, I mean my wife, my beautiful wife cooked steak and potatoes and rice and uh, broccoli and carrots, crazy. So I got my black belt, I taught summer camp, and then Saturday, huge tournament, jiu-jitsu battle. Uh, It was awesome, very well-run event, very professional. A step up from some of the local competitions. I'm not gonna hate on anyone, I know it's hard. Uh, And I'm thankful that people go out there and even run tournaments for all of our schools to compete in. Uh, What a buzz, that's for sure. Lots of adrenaline, coaching and uh, competing and just spectating. I had kids do really well. A couple highlight submission wins with the Kanto choke. I had kids, uh, you know, definitely got a little nervous and maybe it wasn't the best example of their jiu-jitsu, but all good. You got to get that experience in. I had grown-ups compete. Um, all of them did really well. And I'm, I'm really excited about our school. Uh, our school just went up another level now, right? So 
I'm a black belt professor. Our students are competing at blue belt, white belt. Kids are doing gray belt and white belt. So it's cool to see the evolution and I'm ready to take it up uh, another level now. So super fun. Um, it was a great event having my professors. They taught uh, some good stuff, Q&A, so they answered uh, some questions. Some of this stuff they showed is, you know, like side control escape, how I show it. But it was good just for my students to see like, hey man, this is the escape. Even from a world champion, the escape is the same. You just have to, you know, do it more than once. You have to believe in your technique and you have to fight for your technique. Move side to side, hip escape and bridge. So you can get that knee in and get that side control back, right? Or get that guard back underneath side control. So that's it, onward and upward guys, you know what I mean? I, uh, I had that goal of becoming a black belt for a long time, for the last 10 years, but even as a kid, I had done some kids program. I was training in New Jersey at like a jiu-jitsu school as a kid. Uh, back then, there wasn't a black belt professor. It was a teacher that was like a black belt in karate, and then his karate school, school he started to transform to do some jiu-jitsu. So it was nothing like the level that's around today in America. But even then, like I was, you know, buying Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu books from Barnes & Noble, reading about the belt system of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, thinking, oh man, I gotta get started. It's gonna take 10 years, I better get started. Finally, 20, start training. Not even consistently, just training a bit in college. At least I got on the mat. And then consistent training with a good professor, Mike Merkulik when I was like 21, 22, something like that. Um, I got my blue belt in New Jersey from Professor Mike Mikulik, amazing friend and teacher, and someone that I'll always cherish. <clears throat> when Mike, when Professor Mike died, I promised myself I was gonna get my black belt no matter what it took. Even if it was gonna be 100 years old, I was gonna just get my black belt someday. I was gonna stay on the path and get to it. You know, training even as a blue belt. I took a little time off, a couple months off when I moved to LA as a blue belt. Once I started training again, I felt it instantly. Uh, especially training at a really good school. Um, you know, white belts putting Delaheva on me and getting swept first day back to training. But uh, you persevere and uh, keep training no matter who's beating you in the, in the room. It doesn't matter. It's not about who's the best on any given day. It's about who's left after the years go by. So 10 years later, here I am getting my black belt. Every belt level has been harder. So white belt, I thought, man, I'm gonna train so much. I'm gonna train 6 a.m.s and at night. I'm gonna tap out everyone in this room, black belt, whatever. And I'm gonna be so undeniable that I get my blue belt. And that's great. <laughs> And when you're young, it's easy to just jump on some 40-year-old black belts and think you're good, you know what I mean? But again, this is a sport, getting more professional every year. I got to LA, I joined the most competitive room I could find. I went to a couple different places. I was tapping on the instructor. I kept going till I found the best room I could uh, in Highland Park, Total Jiu-Jitsu. And I trained there for a few years. Blue belt, just blue belt. One year, blue belt the next year, still blue belt the year after that. Uh, getting better, focus on getting better. 
it's at that point when I started saying, you know what, fuck the bell. I just got to be better because I had plenty of friends that were getting their purple bell, brown bell, whatever, while I was just still a blue bell. Still training every day, but maybe not getting belts as fast. Thank God, because I'd rather be a blue belt that could tap out a purple belt than be a brown belt getting tapped out by blue belts, right? So I was a blue belt for, gee, maybe five years. Good amount of time, but that's when I started being an assistant coach. That's when I started uh, helping teaching the kids class, and that's when I probably had the biggest progression of my jujitsu was blue belt into purple belt. I think the biggest gap is really blue belt to purple belt. Um, it's such a difference between people that are blue belts, almost like white belts, and then people that are blue belts consistently tapping out the higher colored belts <clears throat> making their way toward purple belt purple belt you got to have that guard solid you got to have all the guards solid Delahiba x guard you got to have real passing not just jumping on people not just pushing people you got to be a real professional level i had blue belts come train with me recently that they were aggressive they would jump on people they were young they could spaz out, jump on someone, squeeze their face till they tap out. But against anyone, you know, decent level, uh, no defense, barely any guard. Once they train with me for a little while, they learn some guard. God bless. But you don't just train for three months, learn two things, and get your purple belt, guys. Okay? Any belt that I give out, you know, I could give someone a brown belt tomorrow, but I don't have anyone that's at that level. It takes years to get to that level. Um, any belt you get, like I'm saying, it's going to be more work. Blue belt, I was like, all right, I'll just do more than I did at white belt. So I'm going to train every day, twice a day. So two times a day, every day, pro training and normal class. That was to get toward my purple belt. So I did that for a couple years, two days. Finally got my purple belt five years later or something then going into brown belt i moved to orange county i had already moved i was traveling to la for training for maybe a year and i finally said okay i'm gonna stay right here in orange county closer to my babies i had a newborn baby my first daughter i'm gonna train at aoj and get ready to open up my own school so i went and started training at the best team in the whole world where the blue belt 16 year olds will tap you out you could either cry about it and quit, or you could figure it out, get better at jujitsu, hold the 16-year-olds 16, 16 off you as long as you can. So that's what I did. I trained at AOJ uh, for just under two years. During that happened, during all of that, COVID happened. I kept drilling every single morning with my training partner from AOJ that just won uh, the Brown Belt World Championships, and before that, he won Purple Belt World Championships, American Nationals, Pan American Championships, and the European Championships. <sighs> My boy Tom. Training more than I ever trained at Blue Belt when I'm a Purple Belt, with a better, you know, with the number one team in the world. No offense to any team that I trained with before AOJ. I love all those guys, but I'm saying, you know, these people are in the World Championships. I'm training with people that are fighting for worlds, and they're beating my butt dude you know what i mean of course they are sorry i'm just pulling into my garage so i cleaned out my garage 
that's always a win too i got clean my garage cleaned out before black belt that was like you know kind of on my to-do list like if i'm a black belt i should be uh, have a clean garage i also got a new car a new uh suv i'm not gonna brag about it uh i'm not that kind of person you know what i mean uh, but I am in a new podcast studio right now. So anywho, uh, purple belt, I train more than I trained at blue belt. Even when I thought, like, how could I possibly train more? I train even more. Then, after two years plus at purple belt, I got my brown belt right when I opened my academy. So, like, day one of uh, opening Rebel Jiu-Jitsu, my coaches gave me my brown belt. Um, after I got my brown belt... I trained even more than I had trained as a purple belt. I trained two classes a day that I taught, plus I taught another three classes on top of that. So I'm on the mat minimum five classes a day, sometimes six, sometimes seven, plus mopping and vacuuming, all the other fun stuff that comes with uh, running an academy, uh, marketing, uh, billing, all that fun stuff, calling people up that owe you money, all that fun stuff. Uh, Two years So I was doing at least five classes a day, five days a week. So at least 25 classes a week times four, that's a hundred a month times 12. That's 1200 a year times two. That's 2,400 classes taught in the last two years as a brown belt. So when I got my black belt, I was super happy. I was full of emotions, speechless. Definitely. I didn't have like a good, there was no words that could put uh, all of the work into perspective, but just doing that math, like explaining it, like, dude, just 2,400 classes taught in the last two years, let alone training, let alone cutting weight to 137 pounds to fight in Pan Am's IBJJF, let alone the studying, let alone watching every single jiu-jitsu tournament, coaching my kids and grown-ups at jiu-jitsu tournaments, lots of jiu-jitsu at brown belt, more jiu-jitsu than I ever did at purple belt, ever did at blue belt, ever did at white belt. And now I'm a black belt. And my first week as a black belt, uh, extra 20 hours of kids camp on top of my normal teaching, uh, extra 12 hours at the tournament on Saturday. That's the vibe. Okay. I'm sure it's going to be more jujitsu than ever, but when you love something, you, when you love the game, like I love jujitsu, um, it's a good thing. More hours having fun is a good thing. So Thank you guys for listening. I just had to get an episode done. Uh, I'm a little rambly today. Again, 7.38 a.m. I just taught. I'm on my way home. I got to drink some more water. My throat is dry. But I'm in high spirits. Uh, I'm finally a black belt. My martial arts dream come true. I'm a black belt. Uh, And even if I get my arm chopped off, even if I get my knee broken again, uh, I'll be a black belt for the rest of my life and uh it's awesome the hard part is i have to defend that black belt every single day the rest of my life so i it's not like the training ever stops when you get that belt but it's nice to be promoted and recognized because you really have to make yourself that level before you get the belt i was treating myself like i dude i'm a black belt i'm a professor i was treating myself like that the last at least a year seeing myself at that level, trying to perform at that level. And then when you're recognized by your uh, boss for that promotion, uh, it's when you really deserve it. 
So guys, thank you for listening to the Rebel Jiu-Jitsu Podcast. Stay updated. We have so much going on this summer. A lot more tournaments. Uh, Now that I am a black belt professor, I'm excited to film my first instructional. So just stay tuned. Uh, Rebel Jiu-Jitsu Academy on Instagram. Uh, Rebel Jiu-Jitsu Podcast on Instagram. Follow us there. And uh, I'll see you guys on the mats.